What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Danny Green here, back with more Inside the Green Room. My co-host, Harrison Sanford. It's brought to you by Jack in the Box. H, tell us what we got for the week, bro. Oh, man. Well, Danny, you know the rule. If you win, we tape an episode. And thankfully, you have. So, of course, we're going to talk about the Western Conference Finals. We're going to also dip into the Eastern Conference Finals as well. And then Mark Keith Morris joined us to review uh, the Rockets series. So there's a bunch for us to discuss. But first and foremost, I noticed you're like doing things a little bit differently there. What you mean? Because uh, now you have your fiance there. I know you have to. Yeah, man, I have to block you, up the room. Did you get a Did you get a studio in in your in your in your bedroom now? No, nah, I just that? made sure the, the ring lights are in the right place, man. Block off the room so she can operate where she needs to operate. But uh, so thankfully we've been keeping going, man. It's probably been going. It's been going well for us. Um, so we're back. We'll do another episode. Because if we weren't, that would be bad news for us. But knock on wood, things have been going well since we've been doing it. Uh, so hopefully we have another great series. Shout out to those who are still with us when we we're down 0-1 to Portland, down 0-1 to Houston. Uh, big shout out to those fans who are still, you know, sticking by us. But yeah, we had a good series, man. It was a lot of fun, um, good learning experience, unique team we played against. Uh, we have another one coming up, so you know, we'll see how this one goes. Dude, I do want to touch on that. But you're right. We are going to stick to the script and continue to put out uh, content when the when the time is right. One thing though that was a little bit off script. And I saw this. This was for Game Five, which is one of your better games in this Rocket series. Did you catch that your uh, Nuke and Giz, uh, for those who don't know I, Danny's pets, I, I kind did, of made it to the bubble? I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it to catch it in in live time. Um, but I did see it later on. I did see Jed in live time. Big shout out to our producer, I'm Jed Osman. The guy is, is great. He's been house sitting and helping me watch my dogs. Man, he's been amazing. On and off the court, on and off the pod. Uh, so big shout out to him, but he got my dog up there, and I got a chance to see him afterward. That he was on on the virtual screen, but I saw Jed in real time on the virtual screen supporting. So it was amazing to see me, see man, a lot of fun. Um, and I'm, so I'm glad he's doing well. I'm glad the dogs are doing well. I really appreciate him uh, of making that happen. But um, yeah, man, I miss my guys, and hopefully you know, we keep winning this thing, and I get a chance to get back and see him. Hey. All right, let, let, let's peel back the curtain a little bit. Uh-huh. So I got to keep it a buck, Danny. Mm-hmm. I got to keep it a buck. So you, you don't trust me to watch your dogs anymore? <laughs> I, I think the what's people the, know what happened the last deal? time. People, the people know what happened last time you house-sat house at my house and watched my dogs. It didn't turn out well. My guy Nuke had you know, some scar marks on his face, scratches on his nose, and the house looked crazy. We almost got into a fist fight, Harrison. I don't know if the people... <laughs> but I forgave you, man. We kept it moving forward. I just know what lane to put you in as friends. And there's a certain group of people I trust with my, my dogs in my house. I gave you a shot. You, you didn't really... You, you failed. So I'm giving Jed a shot now and working my way down the list. So far, Jed is passing with flying colors. He's doing really good. So, But in other words, to- man... Go ahead, go ahead. What you had? To, to, to be fair, though, that was before Duke and Giz got, got their balls chopped off. It might have been. You know what I'm saying? You don't know yes, how to, I would be to with be neutered fair, pets. To be fair, yes, they weren't neutered at the time. So you were dealing with a, a different type of, uh, I guess, phase that they were in. So it was probably a little tougher on you. But still, uh, you failed. Um, so I'm moving down the <laughs> friends list on who's next to uh, you know, figure out and trying to you know, maintain and manage them. And also, how sick, you know, Jed's a very clean clean guy so i trust him a little bit with you know keeping the house clean and watching him but i said right now he's doing good but i said we'll still assess that at the end of the stay but i'm looking forward to seeing my guys man for sure and you know what i actually have been getting a bit 
busy on my end. I actually don't think I'm going to make it to the bubble. So I've heard, um, man. Congratulations, man. Big time. You got other stuff going on, man. You get other partnerships, other people, man. You trying to you trying to replace me? What's going on, bro? You in the football <laughs> spot? What's going on, bro? No, I, I think this is, is going to be a lot of fun. So this year, I'm going to be doing a football slash fantasy football show okay. with former LA Ram Akib Talib. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We already put out two episodes. It's called Call to the Booth on Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the podcast apps. And I think what's cool about it is just that he's just retired, so he's going to talk freely about what's going on. And what was cool about it, we connected because you and I are doing this show. Mm -hmm. um, so he kind of just saw the format and what we can do together. So I'm excited to do that because as much as I know when this season is over and hopefully you'll be celebrating a championship, you'll be celebrating and I'll still be trying to work. So Congrats, uh, man. That's awesome. Big shout out to Call, call to the Booth, right? Y'all go follow, check that out. Um, yeah, and interesting that you mentioned that, um, that since we're, I think this will be the first time that we'll probably have a finals during other sports playing, especially with the NFL playing. I didn't realize we never really have, you know, when we're playing in the playoffs, this deep in the playoffs, football's playing. And I think I realized, I think it was Sunday's game when the Clippers played Denver. I'm like, why are the game so damn early? They got football. Everybody's watching football. I'm like, gee, oh, they're pretty much giving us the boot. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, we got to watch football. You know, everybody, you know, it's the biggest sport in America, damn near, um, almost in the world, besides soccer, I would assume. Um, but yeah, so. I think this will be the first time that we'll have the finals where football is going on as well. And we might not be the most viewed. It might, the viewings, I don't know how it's going to go. When we're playing the finals, it might not be the most viewed as it has been in the past. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And I guess you'll, this will be some time to learn about you know, the, the in, behind the scenes for TV for you too as well. Somebody's going to try and get the TV when you're done playing. I, I assume that there'll be strategic timing of the games. Obviously, Sundays are big NFL days. Thursdays are big NFL days. And Mondays are big NFL days. So I, I'm going to be curious to see how the NBA works around the NFL schedule. Um, because, and this is something I talked about on the show with Akib, even when teams are not doing well in the NFL, almost everybody still has a fantasy team. So everybody still cares up until week 16, week 17, because they're trying to win their office pool. They're trying to win against their friends, XYZ, XYZ. So... Uh, it should be interesting. Uh, speaking of which, have you? Have I know you don't play Madden, but have you watched the your team's Madden tournament? Have you been there? Have you played nah, commentator nah. analyst? I honestly was looking forward to. There was one matchup that I was looking forward to. There was big. There was big shit talking on one of these games, and it was Cheese versus Duds. And if y'all know that's, that's Deion Waiters, we call him Cheese Philly Cheese versus Jared Dudley. And there was some some barking going on that 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 bus about it, you know. And, Philly was like, you know, Philly's talking big, big shit to him. Um, and, you know, Duds is still, you know, some of them are still learning the game. So some of them were very enticing. And I was, I was like, uh, I might kind of want to watch this game, you know, <laughs> just the way they were talking. But I'm not big on video games. And obviously when families let in, I'm like, you know, I'm spending time with the family. Um, so I never got around to doing so. But, um, yeah, I think they said, I heard, the, you know, the way they set up the rules and things. Some guys aren't too happy about it. But, uh, no, I haven't got a chance to watch the, the Madden games as they've been coming around. And I guess they're playing now different days uh, on different times. And now we have some time now. Um, I, I might check out one of the games, so we'll see. We're back with more Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford. And joining us from the bubble, somebody who put in a lot of work 
in this past series against the Houston Rockets. And I don't know where exactly – I know you're in the bubble, but where exactly are you, Markeith? Well, uh, I'm on the uh, 16th floor, a little players now. Players line, that's a chill spot, man. Yeah, yeah a little right chill spot. My, daughter, my <laughs> daughter was in the room sleep, so I had, I had to come about the room. We appreciate you. I know we're going to ask you a bunch of questions, but before we do that, and Danny, I hope you don't mind, Keith, can you just show us the Players' Lounge? Because we don't, we don't get to live that lifestyle. So yeah, you, see I know it's going to make it a little bit difficult for the, for the video standpoint, but we'll work around it. He's trying Give to find us, can, way <laughs> possible to be inside this bubble, man. Trying to yeah, yeah. Everybody want to see it. So here you go. Yeah. yeah. It's nice up there, man. It's a little nice, you know, keep, keep little game, little game system over here. I was sitting in this little area over here. You got a little, little office, little office area if you want to do something. Okay. Some stuff over here. Got a That's little, nice. Little seats here. Nobody's up here because everybody going home. <laughs> I was just about to say that's the beauty of lasting for so long. You get to you get to actually enjoy it by yourself. <laughs> Look at these snacks. Ain't nobody touching nothing in here. Just literally, everything is. You got a little wine, little It's nice, nice up here, man. Ooh. All right, DG. All right, DG. You got your teammate on on here now. We got we got a mini tour. I'll let you. I'll let you take the first question. Man. Yeah, it's nice up there, man. It's, that's for the that's for the special people, man. I'm not I'm not that. Well, thank you for the tour, Keith. Uh, but what we'd also appreciate too, the Lakers fans and anybody watching or listening to the show, can you take us inside the conversations that you had with Frank Vogel during the course of this Western Conference semifinal series? Obviously, towards the end of it, you were actually starting. How did you manage those conversations? And can, give us an inside look on how that went down. Um, it's normal, uh, you know. We, 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 well, I came a part of the team late, but they built the team, they built the dynamic of the team, you know, basically to play any type of basketball, small ball, we play big, we can protect the run, we can switch. And when we played the Rockets after the first game, uh, kind of some of the second game, we just figured out what they were trying to do, just get the big out of the paint, make the defense rotate. You know, there's no knock to the big, but that's just, you know, that's not the game of basketball for us. That's not normal playing against five guards and guys moving around and, and ISO basketball like, like the Rockets were playing. So, um, you know, me and Frank talked about it, you know. He just liked that I was playing with a lot of intensity. I was I was playing hard. You know, I was basically doing the right things that, that needed to be done to be able to beat that type of team. So he's just like, you know, we just going to insert you. I'm a veteran. I've been in this league for a while. So it was it was easy for me to, you know, to, to, to do that, to be able to play with, you know, the great players that I'm playing with now. We're, we're, and obviously with Rondo coming back, uh, the emergence of him, and obviously the way he's been playing in playoffs has been amazing. Um, you know, it's tough to, I guess, compare or contrast, you know, certain people you've played with in the past. Obviously, Braun makes the game easier. Um, and obviously, Rondo, when he's playing the way he's been playing, makes the game easier to put in the pocket where you needed to, you know, you can catch and shoot right away. Has there been anybody else in the past you've played with other teammates that have been, like, on the money like they have been uh, in terms of, you know, finding you, getting your rhythm and hitting you in the pocket where you, you know, where you want to catch it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, you know, that's definitely not, to, you know, as talented or accolades-wise, but I played with Steve Nash. He was, you know, on time, on target all the time. And one thing about Steve, he didn't really want to shoot. <laughs> so it was, it was coming to you a lot more than it was, and I had to figure that out quick. And I've also played with John Wall. You know, 
guys that's, that's top in the league and assists every year. So, you know, I'm, I was used to playing with guys that, you know, find it, uh, pass first point guards, uh, but can also get their own shot. Speaking of, Rondo, another benefit of being in the bubble is that you guys get to see and obviously participate in everything that people are watching at home. What are the more entertaining things that happened during the series versus the Rockets? There was a little altercation during game five. Danny or Keith, I'll let you guys, I'll let you decide who goes first, but please take us fans inside the bubble and kind of relive that moment during game six, uh, during game five, excuse me. Well, Keith knows Russ better than I do, but I know he's a very passionate guy off the court. Uh, from what I hear and what I've seen, um, you know, he's not as intense. But, um, you know, when the game is getting that hectic, Rondo's getting guys, you know, that's what he do. He's getting guys' heads and, and mess with them a little bit. Um, everything becomes more, you become more aware of everything around you and things become more distraction. Um, so you start to pay attention to more and more of the crowd, which, I mean, I can never really hear. You can barely hear what's going on on the sideline half the time. So, you know, I guess Russ didn't like what was said to him. Um, you know, got really emotional about it <laughs> and, and, you know, took it personal. Um, but, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. But end of the day, man, it's basketball. We play basketball. Nobody's really making threats out here that are, you know, that serious. And um, you, know, you want to be a sportsman about it. But it said he's so passionate about the game. You know, he hates losing so much that, you know, sometimes it gets where he, you know, he's – I wouldn't say he's just not as sportsmanlike about certain things, but he takes, you know, it gets to a point for him. Uh, from my point of view, I said Rondo was talking to him, and then I guess his brother said something he didn't like it. So um, I don't think there's anything crazy or personal. We can't really hear anything. He was just, you know, waving bye to him and uh, said he didn't like it at all. Keith? Man, man, I know, I know, uh, I know Russ real well. I played with the OKC a little bit last year. He's one of my guys, like, one of my guys, guys. And, you know, I can honestly say, like, he, he's a super competitive guy, and he don't like losing. And we was beating their ass. <laughs> so he had to find somebody that – somebody saying something to put my energy into that. It's just, it's just how he is, man. Like, you know, when you're losing, and he's that type of guy, man. So now you can hear everything. You, you hear the kids over there playing. You want to say something to the kids. Like, stop playing. They beating our ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> just – that's just what happened. Like, you know what I mean? He was just more magnified because of what was going on. And, you know, that's just how it go. But it, it, it didn't it didn't mean anything. It's just basketball talk. For sure. Yeah, my and thing was my thing was before you used to keep continuing H's, they gave families a warning, you know, of you know, sit down, don't speak to, you know, the players, shut up, watch the game. But I feel like that kind of goes both ways. because uh, game one, Rush was out there screaming the cousin something crazy. And ain't nothing but kids and wives in the stands. You know what I'm saying? So 90% of our stands are, are wives and children. So you got to be careful how you're yelling and screaming and cussing out to the stands. So, and so let me get this right. So uh, William Rondo, Rajon's brother, is a barber in the bubble. Is that right? <laughs> um, he's not a barber. Uh, he's more so... He handles and manages what's going on appointments with bar, like getting haircuts and pedicures and manicures and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, he, he's not cutting hair. He's, he's making sure that appointments are set and everything like that. He's, he's making sure, guys, you want to get a haircut, you want to get an appointment, you kind of go through him. Or you want to get a pedicure or a manicure, you kind of go through him. Or your hair braided, and he manages the barbershop area. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's how it goes. So, you know, if somebody on the opposing team 
trying to get fresh for the Western Conference Finals, he can make sure that falls through the cracks <laughs> and he, he, he missed the appointment, right? He could. That's, 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 what I, that's what I'm hearing. They're not in our resort, my man, so it, it would be different. Listen, they was in a whole okay. different resort from us. They have a whole different barbershop. I don't think he manages that side either. I'm not sure, so don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I know he does our resort at Coronado Springs. Um, they are at the Floridian. I don't know if he handled that operation as well, uh, but I know he handles our side. So, uh, But, yeah, that, that, that argument, that, that situation stemmed from something a little deeper than just what would happen on the court, from my understanding, but you'd have to ask. You know, Rondo, you get a chance. H, well, you know. Okay. I, I, I'll see what I can do. Um, f- before we go into breaking, actually breaking down the Western Conference Finals, uh, a big thing that happened during this semifinals was Daniel House no longer being with the Rockets. Uh, from a game plan standpoint, Keith, and we'll see if we could attack that situation at a different angle later on. But from a game plan standpoint, how – uh, did that impact the Rockets and how they wanted to operate and how did that help you guys? Because obviously you can't just lose somebody like that who's, in, who's important to the rotation and, and, you know, be better from it. For, for us, I think we, we, we still attack it the exact same, uh, the same way we play. We still attack hard and we still attack rest the same way. I just think it gives them more of a, I would say more of a, another guy to, to, to attack the basketball they didn't want to go to the hole at all. They only had about one or two guys who, who would go to the hole. He was probably the third guy. So once we, once he was out, you know, they had to rotate Jeff and, and play PJ and play Austin a little bit more. And that wasn't really what they really wanted to do. So I expect them in that way. But I think, you know, as far as our game plan, I think we still approach it the exact same. I still feel like the outcome will still be the exact same. Sure, I, I agree. Um, I think when we're playing the way we're playing, we're clicking all cylinders, it doesn't really matter, um, you know, who was, in, you know, who was put in the system or who was, you know, in or out of their, what was going on with their roster. Obviously, he's another piece, another weapon. Um, you know, they kind of, I guess, took away some more bullets from them. He's another, you know, I guess cartridges of bullets for them on the perimeter. You know, he can shoot it well. He was shooting well. And it's another guy that was attacking the rim some for them. Um, so when we're playing what we're playing, it doesn't matter who you kind of, you know, working to the, the, the roster, working to the system. Um, I think we would have still won some games. It might have been close. It might have been different. We don't know. Um, but so the story, we don't know what the story is either. There's so many different rumors going around by the time we hear it there and he's covering for somebody else. Um, I feel bad for him in this situation. He's a young guy um, that is on the come up and actually, you know, could make himself some money soon, to, you know, as a free agent. This, I think it's this summer or whenever. Um, and the fact that said, you know, he's probably having off the court issue choose with that situation, which is tough. But um yeah, hope I know him. Hope. I know him well also. He was my rookie when I was in Washington. Oh, okay. mm. so, yeah. so you probably know more about the story well. than we do. But so I wish him the best. And I hope he, you know things go well for him better. Uh, but so when we're playing like that, it doesn't matter who was uh, on the, in the system at that point. Um, but he was a, a good player for them and a good piece. It's another bullet that could you know could have changed the dynamic of the game just a little bit, but I don't think it would have uh, changed much. Keith, have you have you reached out to Daniel since since he left the bubble? Uh, no, I, w- I I haven't, but I will though. You know, me personally, man, listen, I'm focused on winning right now. Yeah, we're not so all that whatever they got going on. I mean, I can't once once we once we accomplish the goal, then I do my reaching back out and you know 
met my little friendships and from, from, from yeah, once we need that competitive, <laughs> just have it here. Yeah. yeah, we ain't worried about being friends. We friends after I guess yeah, so we after. shall not be friends now, but yeah, once we uh at each other like that, it ain't it's hard to and which it's is hard. tough, man, because at, at the end of the day, like we know what the bigger picture is and that's why um when Milwaukee did take that stand, it was good that they did because we were all in just competitive mode playing every other day. They got a chance to really talk and, and you know, focus yeah. on the bigger picture of what's going on outside the bubble and what's going on in our communities. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, we're all, you know, privy to it. It's human nature just to be locked in and not really, you know, talk to each other. But sometimes you need that to be able to check in with each other and also to focus on the bigger picture and re- reiterate, you know, what we need to use our platform for. You made a good point there, Danny. And I think – a lot of Lakers fans or NBA fans came to this show so we can get a breakdown of the Western Conference Finals. So when we come right back, we'll do that with Markeith Morris and obviously Danny Green. All right, all right. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This show is brought to you by Jack in the Box. Order your favorites like Jumbo Jacks, Curly Fries, or two tacos all day, every day using their mobile app, drive through or delivery. Some quick hitters before we let you go and lock in for this Western Conference Finals. Okay, Eastern Conference Finals prediction. Miami Heat, who did a heck of a job on the Milwaukee Bucks. Five games, took them out. The gentleman sweep, kind of like what you guys did. And then on the other hand, Boston Celtics, who withstood a, a bunch of uh, how, uh, courageous efforts from the Toronto Raptors. Nick Nurse pulled everything out the box from a box in one to zone defense. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Celtics were able to make it out. How does that series play out? We'll try to make it quick here so I can let you go. I'm not going to give you a pick or, or who I think is going to win, but I'll give you the advantages and disadvantages. Okay. And big shout out to Toronto, man. And big shout out to OG. OG saved the series because without OG, I think that game, that series doesn't go further than five games. Um, but Toronto played a hell of a series. Nick Nurse said he helped coach a hell of a series. And those guys are dogs. They fought Kalo for it. Pascal, even though he didn't play himself, they still fought to the end. And I was thinking before that series, if they would have won that series in five games, I was thinking Boston uh, because I thought they had more experience than Miami. But I think Boston showed some of their inexperience in parts of that series against Toronto. Now, it also depends on if they get Gordon Hayward back or not. I think Boston has a lot of firepower, a lot of pieces. And if they have Gordon Hayward back, that makes them more dangerous. I think Miami has a lot of firepower pieces too. It's just that some of their pieces are a little younger than Boston's when it comes to their shooters like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Um, they're going to need Goron to play at a high level. They're going to need those two rookies to play at a high level. Um, and so the, pretty much the experience comes from Iggy and Jimmy. Those are the two main guys that are they're, you know, they're, they're experienced leaders. Outside of that, I think most of their guys are kind of young. Well, Goron's a little older, but guys that have been there on that level or been to the you know, conference finals or been to the finals, there's not many guys on their team that have that. Not to, neither does Boston, but I just think Boston has a lot of you know, mismatches, a lot of, you know, matchup problems one-on-one. And, you know, it's a Tice, the kid Williams, um, the big uh, canter, if they, they, you know, bring him into the system, they have to have a lot of pieces. So it's going to be a hell of a matchup. It's going to be a fun one, man. I'm here for it. Get your popcorn ready. I don't have a pick for you, but I think this series is going to go seven. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, Goran Dragic and potentially the Marcus Smart matchup, like how that plays out because – uh, Dragic has been very uh, important for them uh, during this bubble, particularly in these playoff games. And Marcus Smart, as we saw in that Raptors series, and as we've seen all year, mm-hmm. uh, one of the better defenders in the league. Uh, I'm going to let you go, but first, now that NFL is back, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm perusing through Instagram, <laughs> and I think I saw the first unveiling <laughs> of LeBron's room. The ones that unveiled. And now I'm but... looking. I'm looking behind you, dog, <laughs> and I'm like, I know you're not LeBron, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't order the sweet. You can't get the hookup or something. I mean, people are people getting knocked out left and right. You can't take uh, one of these guys' uh, sweets. James Harden don't got a sweet. You could just pull up in that he's not in anymore. I didn't order a sweet, man, but uh, that was one of the things Kuz was talking about. He was talking about since teams are leaving, were we able to get sweets? And I think they were talking about it beforehand, but now they're like, it doesn't make sense to do it. Uh, Houston was not in our resort, so. but I said we, the teams that have left, I think Toronto just left, so that's another floor. Um, gone um, between Clippers, Denver. One of those teams are gonna have to leave. That's another floor gone. Um, so it's gonna be down to you know four teams basically in this one resort. Um, but yeah, I think the league was like, you know, it doesn't make sense to do it. They're not gonna do it. But each team, I think, gets three suites. Obviously, your all stars and maybe head coach or just three players. I think Houston had three players with it. Um, but yeah, I don't make those calls. I can push for it. I can ask for it. Um, see what happens, but I, once you're settled into your room, man, to move, to change rooms, it, it doesn't make sense, man. But you know, we're here, we stick it out. Hopefully, we got another month left. Uh, we got to win eight more games. We win another four more. We have another pod for you guys. If not, we'll see you next season. But I'm, I'm looking forward and hoping, and I'm very confident that we'll have another pod for you guys. And hopefully, we have another one after that, so we can celebrate uh, the right way. And hopefully, the pandemic's over and we can bring it back to the city and have a lot of fun with it. So. Then we'll have whatever sweets we want, man. When it's all said and done. Indeed, uh, I doubt I doubt the pandemic will be over, unfortunately. But uh, we have seen the positive case rates kind of go down here in LA. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we had a whole another scare with the wildfires. It's been a twenty twenty's been, been wild. a hell of a year, man. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you're right. Uh, looking forward to seeing you again after four wins, whenever those happen. Um, thanks for everybody for tuning in and. Danny, any last words? We good? No, we're good, man. Um, it's gonna be a hell of a series. I have a lot of you said, get your popcorn ready. It's gonna be a fun one. In the group.